everybody, this is Bunkhouse Bob. And the lovely Live from the Armory Wrestling Show is heard worldwide. Wednesday night, 7 o'clock Eastern Time on Blog Talk Radio. But this is an FNX.network plug, which means we're heard from Mobile, Alabama to Melbourne, Australia. Wednesday night, 7 o'clock Eastern Time. Check us out on FNX.network. What do you say, Laura? Armory Wrestling Show, the premier podcast of indie wrestling. You're lying, Bob. I never said I don't want to do this interview. Those words yes, never came out of my mouth. You are the, the biggest lying sack of crap ever. Our studio line is area code 213-816-1605. With your host, Bunkhouse Bob. Yes, Laura almost got lost in her home state of West Virginia, but she's with us tonight. How are you, Laura? And the lovely Laura. Foot is about to find your ass as a home state if you keep that shit up. gentlemen you're listening to live from the armory wrestling show my name is the bunkhouse bob and i am the greatest wrestling mind of the 21st century folks this is episode 297 of the program and you know what that means folks after this one's in the can there's three more and we're all done we thank you very much for tuning in tonight wherever you're listening at however you've listened to the show whether you listen live as we record this on blog talk radio or if you download it on any major podcast platform known to mankind, we just greatly appreciate your support over the years. Speaking of support, we would ask you to go over to www.fnx.network. There's a lot of great content available on FNX Network, including this show, but there are other shows that are available. So make sure that you are, are checking them out and giving them your due diligence. And you can also, because Valentine's Day is right around the corner, you can go to ProWrestlingTees.com, type in FNX Network up in the search bar. There's a couple of live from the Armory Wrestling Show t-shirts. You could purchase one for your honey bunny, and they could wear it for Valentine's Day, or they could just wear it anywhere, however you want to work it. Last but not least, if you have a question, a comment, a critique, or a criticism about a guest or a commentary, that you've heard on this program, you can always email us at askthearmory at gmail.com. Now, before I bring her on the show, I've got indigestion tonight for some reason. I don't know what it is. Uh, before I bring her on the show, I was watching just a, a, a snippet of Raw, and for some reason, Raw has now turned into one of Laura's favorite, favorite trilogies. I, I, it's like the Vampire Diaries. I, I have to ask Laura, what in the hell is going on with Shayna Baszler? Now she's just biting people. 
Well, um, first of all, it's gimmick infringement. You can't call pe- uh, people Sunny Bunny. John is my like, Sunny Bunny. You can't we'll get him a shirt. Buy him a shirt. I've him for Valentine's Day. Thank you very much. And he's listening, so I'm not going to tell you what I got him for Valentine's Day. But Sunny Bunny is my word. You can't have it. Second of all, Twilight is what you're talking about, and it was not a trilogy. It was four movies. So it's a quadrilogy. If you want to call it that, sure, Bob. But yes, when if she starts sparkling in the sunlight, I'm out. Vampire Diaries, Twilight, whatever you want to call it, Bram Stoker, Bram Stoker's Dracula 2001. I yeah. however you want to spin it. I liked it. You 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 liked her biting Becky Lynch right on the jugular there. Same thing, you know. It's like we talked about how empowering I thought it was, you know. And this was totally, you know, not meant to happen when uh, Nia Jax broke her nose and she was all bloody and still mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, I'm the man. And I think right. that's what they're doing is to show how strong both of them are. Shayna for actually biting her and bringing blood, and Becky for driving herself to the hospital uh, and coming back. So I think it makes both of them look strong. It is not necessarily a route that I thought WWE would have taken, or mm-hmm. you know, um, it's it's you know, especially like we don't need blood. We're PG. Yeah. Yeah, my ass. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, but it, it was in, it was different. I, I applaud them for doing something different. I know a lot of people probably were like, you know, having a fit or whatever. But hey, ah. you know, and you can have a fit. That's your opinion. You know, you yeah. can have that. But me, you know, I, I liked it. I, I wasn't like goo goo gaga over it, but I could see what they were doing with it. Yeah, vicious, absolutely just vicious. I I agree with you. It just it it showed her that that she was the dominant. You know, what I mean, it just it set that whole right. stage. Good, good angle, good angle, good angle. Um, before we get rolling, I, you know what? I, I was at the top of the show. I had a little indigestion, and I forgot to tell everybody. I forgot to announce the guest coming up tonight, folks. Here in just a little bit, he is the chicken champion. He is the he is the uh, what's the uh, the the baritone of the biscuits at Bojangles, so to speak. Uh, Jay Z Flair and uh, Pauly B will be joining us here in just a little bit. Wanted to make sure I get that out. Sometimes I get a little absent-minded, uh, but something that I am not absent-minded about is my co-host Laura. Laura, how are you? What's going on tonight? Uh, I'm okay, Bob. I'm, I'm tired. Um, work's been a little hectic, a little rough. Um, uh, things around the home place have been a little hectic too. I'm getting ready to kick into, you know, uh, taking a break from social media and uh, uh, want to try to do some free writing for some magazines and do some yeah. photography and you know just some other things. But um, and my aunt and I are preparing to go to uh, a wrestling show in Ivanhoe uh, mm-hmm. on the 29th of February. We're looking forward to that. Um, just, you know, uh, uh, tr- real quick, before we get into anything, um, if you guys have the Pluto channel, it's on the Roku, and it's got a bunch of different channels, and my aunt and I were watching 
uh, some old cartoons on it the other night. And when those went off, just started scanning what they had. <laughs> they had a Lucha Libre channel on there. And I swear to God, this is some of the weirdest wrestling I've ever seen in my life. They had, first of all, they had like three people. They had like two two wrestlers, and two, you know, regular-sized wrestlers and one small wrestler, small-person wrestler. And they had on, they looked like goats. They had these goat masks on. And they what? had on red striped, yes, it's the craziest shit I've ever seen. They had on red striped shirts and wrestled like that. So they had little shorts on. I don't know if it was supposed to be a soccer wrist or I'm, I'm not sure. And then in another match, there were three scarecrows. And these people had on the scarecrow mask and hat. And they had on fringe on their uh, sleeves, so I guess to mimic straw. And they had, they were wrestling in bibbed overalls. It was the craziest shit I've ever seen in my whole entire life. But if you have the Pluto channel, I have it on the Roku. Uh, check that out. That was some. And of course, it's all in Spanish. I I could catch a little bit of it, but for the most part, not a clue what was going on. I uh, didn't it- recognize. Was but it modern or was it vintage or? No, it was modern. It, it was modern. I don't know what really? promotion it was for, but funny as shit. I uh, highly recommend it if you're, you know, don't have anything to do. Um, um, I think I have that channel. I, th- I think I yeah, get that. It, it, it's got all kinds of great stuff on it. Um, huh. even, even, even Impact has a channel on uh, okay. Yes, George. I know that's a term of endearment. That's why I call John Honeybun. But uh, George saying that I was infringing upon Pulp Fiction because Honey Bunny was a character in Pulp Fiction. But Honey, Honey Bunny. Honey Bunny has been around since the day is long. You don't have any intellectual copyright on that term. Yes, I do. Oh, whatever. Whatever. Um,. Why don't you go on and give out our social media information and let's tackle Mr. Coles's George quote unquote I'm not Honey Bunny Coles's Twitter poll this That's week. That's right. He's not Winnie the Pooh. Um so George is tweeting live at from the armory this week. You can catch me and uh, me and Bob and George and Doc at, at Circle Sky at Bob underscore Dell, at Heel Keaton, at The Gray Lobster. This is on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook, which being us, meaning live from the Armory. We have a, an official page, and we also have a fan page. You can go to YouTube and search for Live from the Armory and listen to free shows we've done for the last four years. Uh, if you're out, you know, maybe you're working out and want to hear what Steve Carino has to say when we talk to him, or Cedric Alexander, or Adam Page, or any of the plethora of uh, independent superstars that we've had on this show since 2014. Awesome, awesome. What is uh, Mr. Coles' poll this evening? You know, it's very timely because I, too, am wrestling pun intended, uh, with this problem. Um, If WWE goes back to the old pay-per-view format and sells Mm. individual shows, will you still Mm. watch them? 
Uh, yes, no, and only WrestleMania are choices. And no, one with a resounding 63% because that's what's going to happen with me. I am not going to buy every cotton-picking paper. Yes, got a 16% uh, vote, and only WrestleMania got 21. Now, back in the day, that's the only pay-per-view I bought was WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. I didn't buy Mm -hmm. any of the other ones. We're talking like 40 or $50 a pop. Now, I I know that they're losing money, and I get that, but if they would just up the network just a little bit, I'd be willing to pay a little extra so I could watch the pay-per-view and watch my old Mid-Atlantic stuff. But I can tell you this, if they go to this, I'm going to seriously consider dropping the network, period. Okay. Well, there's a little bit to unpack in, in the stuff that I had for this week that may shed some light on it, and we'll get to that in a minute. But we'll tackle the question in itself. It wasn't that long ago in the landscape of pay-per-view before Don King ruined boxing and the WWE decided to shift into overdrive and get greedy by putting out pay-per-views every month that there were four major pay-per-views on the WWE calendar, then WWF. You had WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, and the Royal Rumble. Those were the four... Those were the four big pay-per-views that, you know, fans of our generation are nostalgia-driven over. You know, we've talked about uh, the excitement in the Northeast when, uh, you know, SummerSlam would or when Survivor Series would come around in the fall and, uh, you know, Royal Rumble and, uh, you know, the obviously WrestleMania speaks volumes for itself. And then the excitement of SummerSlam, you're out of school and you know, the buildup. And I think that in right there in itself is the, is the issue is that even if the WWE were to switch to go back to four pay-per-views every year um, and you had to purchase them separately, the, the booking, the production on the booking on TV currently does not allow for a buildup, a major buildup of those pay-per-views. I mean, the biggest stretch that we have typically is the stretch that we're in now. There, there's more focus on from the time that the Royal Rumble goes on, uh, you know, because they say it right at the Royal Rumble that we're officially on the road to WrestleMania, and then the buildup for Mania itself. And then there's this, this – it happened this past year in 2019, this incredible drop-off. You know, you, there's so much investment in it, time, money, emotion – uh, you know, and Mania was awesome, and then then you're in for the letdown. Um, right. I, I, I'm not so much sold on the four paper uh, four pay per views per year because I don't think the WWE has the uh, has the wherewithal to go back to backpedal or or dial back and concentrate on writing TV for longstanding views. There's too many. There's too much talent in the pipeline to do it. I mean, you've got talents now that are upset. Because they're not getting TV time. How are you going to quench that satisfaction for those individuals that are sitting on the sideline that aren't scheduled for one of the major pay-per-views? Because you're involved, you know, you're too focused on another story. I just don't see it working. You can't, you can't, you can't. Kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. Um, What did you see this week? Um, you know, saw 
Enzo Amore on uh, mm-hmm. Instagram. I'm not sure. I, I think I know a little bit about what's going on with him and Tama Tonga. But holy crap, if you didn't see uh, his uh, video on Instagram this week, whew, he, he was not nice. Not nice at all. Uh, I'm really afraid for Enzo because I'm afraid Tama Tonga is going to kill him for real. Um, because I don't, you don't really think we're just, being worked. You don't think it's a work? I, I don't know. I hope we are for real. Because if not, holy shit, he's in trouble. He's yeah. in trouble. Um, yeah. But you know, I like him, so can't help it. Always have. Um, yeah. uh, you know, I haven't watched. I saw where Jordan Grace won the uh, knockout title. I saw mm-hmm. that on Twitter. Yeah. Um, she's okay. You know, I've never have been, uh, been a huge fan of hers. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I haven't watched NWA Power. I saw that they've got a new show coming up. The Circle Squared, I think is what it's called. I believe that's correct. I believe that's correct. And I think that goes um, back to an announcement they made a few weeks ago about a supplemental show for talent right. that has not made it onto the main the main NWA power show. I think there's going to be a few surprises in there. I'm not going to give anything away. Um, yeah. Some people we know. We'll put it that I, way. That's, that's awesome. I'm always up for, uh, you know, people we know uh, getting their uh, due. Um, but, um, you know, I think... I think that's it. I think that's all I really saw, you know. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think that's it. I, I saw the uh I saw the highlights from the, the Jordan Grace tie of Valkyrie match, uh, emanating from Mexico, from the Mexico tapings. Impact is currently in Las Vegas doing their, their next set of tapings. Um some great stuff, you know it it always, it, I always find it strange when Impact releases spoilers before they've gotten better about it. It used to be that they they released spoilers before the damn show even aired on their YouTube channel. I was like, oh, I don't know why you're doing this, but okay. Uh, I saw the match highlights on it. Very, very hard hitting match. Jordan Grace is a, is a freaking tank. I mean, just a tank. I mean, she is. Incredibly strong, incredibly athletic. It was a, it was a good. The clips that I saw, it looked like a good match. But uh, onward and upward. And speaking of upward, uh, a clip that has circulated around the internet with millions of views, picked up by Barstool Sports, ESPN, Fox Sports, uh, good friends of ours, and former show guest PJ Hawks. I don't know if you guys are familiar with what happened. Uh, I PJ. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's like, and, and people that watch it, they they've watched it repeatedly because they're just like, I can't believe that he did this. Uh, I, PJ, I can't watch it more than once because it's like I I held my breath the entire time because I was like, oh my god, please let him land right, please let him land right. I can't. Exactly, exactly. So. <laughs> Wildcat Sports does a free show at Espenlade Mall in Kenner, Louisiana, as part of, uh, uh, you know, getting a, a show out and also introducing some folks to Wildcat Sports. And during the match, uh, Luke Hawks and PJ Hawks, who are the current 
Wildcats Force Tag Team Champions took on the team of uh, Fly, Death Fly, I believe it is. Uh, they are from Booker T's Reality of Wrestling promotion in Texas. Uh, and the clip going around pretty much speaks for itself. PJ somehow manages to make his way up to the balcony of the mall. And on a wing and a prayer, a la New Jack, uh, leaps from the balcony, the second floor balcony of the mall, down onto the ring, you know, to the opponent's and his father and, you know, the internet just absolutely broke over this. Uh, it's been picked up by every major sports outlet. It has been tweeted by celebrities, those within the WWE. Uh, I, there's, it's just been nothing but nonstop media coverage. Luke and PJ have been on several news outlets in New Orleans uh, explaining to people because I have to preface this. Because there were there were some that there was some backlash. It was like, you know, why is this kid doing this for a hot dog and a handshake? You know, yeah, this is just another outlaw mud show. This is this and this is that. And it's like, uh, no, not so much. Not so fast, my friend. You might want to hold the phone just for a moment. Uh, because not only is PJ Hawks a professionally trained wrestler, he is also a amateur wrestling champion, a state champion here in the state of Louisiana. And he is also an SAG, which stands for Screen Actor Guild, professionally trained stuntman. Uh, And knowing both Luke and PJ, whom I've said on this program, that PJ is destined for great things. He is a phenomenal, phenomenal talent, has actually taken to wrestling like a fish into water. Uh, Is probably one of the last pure shooters that I've seen in the ring in some time. let me make this perfectly clear. They, they being Wildcat, being Luke Hawks, PJ, all those involved with Wildcat sports are not going to take a risk that they knew was not possible to attain. This, this was, you know, this was something that they, everybody, every participant in was fully willing and aware of. And I posted, uh, my thoughts on it on my on the bunkhouse bob page that i run on facebook uh have to certainly you know tell people or thank people uh that particular post has been viewed almost 8000 times uh and i never really dreamt that i would get a rub off of it but hey you know it's pro wrestling anything can happen so uh you know it's just awesome i mean it's it's awesome to me in the sense that PJ was prepared, trained, ready, you know, willing, able to do what it is that he needed to do during the course of that match. It is not as if that this is just some kid that they plucked up out of the street and said, hey, you know, why don't you jump off this balcony a la New Jack and we'll just see what happens. It's not like that, folks. It's just not like that. Uh, certainly glad that, and everyone is fine. They're sore. But again, as explained on um explained on the interviews you know a lot of the you know it still it still befuddles me a lot of the uh, reporters were sitting there saying well you know we know wrestling's fake and all that and luke had to stop people and say look you know the outcomes are predetermined in pro wrestling everybody knows that but nothing that happens in the ring is fake the hurt is real the impact the impact is real. We're talking about a young man that jumps off the second floor of the balcony, 190 pounds. I'm going to say PJ is probably six 
one, six two. I know he's taller than me. Uh, this kid comes flying down at you, you know, from a thirty foot drop and lands on you. It's going to hurt. Yep. So don't. It's going to hurt don't ins- Exactly, and he, you know, he admittedly said, you know, you know, I, I'm sore from it, but, you know, the big thing is, is that hopefully this will have opened up new avenues for Wildcat Sports, Luke's Hawks, PJ Hawks. Glad everybody's safe. Congratulations. Um, did you see that Maddie Max somehow is the Queens of Combat champion? Yeah, she cashed in her Queen's Ransom, and that's how she did it. Oh, I can do <laughs> There's going to be dark days in Queens of Combat with Maddie Max as champion. And I don't say that facetiously in the sense that Maddie Max is not an accomplished pro wrestler. It's just if we can get her off the microphone talking about daddy's money uh, and actually get her to wrestle, she could she might retire with that belt. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Mm. Unbelievable. So I guess we need to say congratulations to Maddie Max. Uh, we were talking about it just a little bit ago about the WWE and the network options uh, that are coming up. And there were a couple of things that caught my eye about this. And this was actually reported on Newsweek this past week. Uh, Newsweek said that the report states, and when they were talking about the report, they were talking about the fourth quarter fiscal report the shareholders teleconference call that tell Vince McMahon, Triple yeah. H, and all that, yeah, all that other stuff. I'm sorry, first quarter report. Uh, report states that shutting down the WWE network completely is not part of any current strategy. In fact, the WWE continues working on multi-tiered versions of the network, but there's still no timetable for launch. The WWE stock plummeted after news of, uh, let's see, longtime co-president George Barrios and Michelle Wilson were relieved of their duties last week, taking out more than $1 billion of the company's market value. The stocks opened this past Friday at forty four eighty five, less than the forty eight eighty eight it dropped after the news of Barrows and Wilson's firing went public. Uh, one business analyst believes that the combination of the low stock price, the WWE's willingness to sell the rights of its pay-per-views to a major streaming service, could offer an opportunity for Amazon to swoop in. Um, you know, it's it's really kind of crazy to me the amount of money that we're talking about here. And I remember, I remember you and I having this conversation. I believe it was back in 2014 at the very beginnings, the rumblings. That's how long we've been on the air, folks. Of a WWE network and about the million dollar grab and figuring what, what the price could be, what the market value would be, what the subscription price would be. And this was just at initial launch and just the sheer amount of money that this particular service generates. This was before the purchase of, any of the video rights from other companies, you know, you have, you know, Mid-South and the WCW stuff that's on there, ECW, all that great stuff. We talked about that at length, and it still boggles my mind about the amount of money that we're talking about over a streaming service. 
and people are saying, ah, Vince is crazy. You know, he, he, this could be crazy. You know, he, he could be, you know, absolutely nuts doing this, but, you know, crazy like a fox. Last thing I've got, and then we're going to bring our guests on the air. Simone Johnson reports the WWE Performance Center making her the first fourth generation talent signed by the WWE. Pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. I want to go on and get our guests on the air. We, uh, we've known Mr. Jay-Z Flair for a number of years, and we're, we're going to get to be introduced to uh, Polly B. I'm not, I have not yet met Polly B in person, but I know Jay-Z. He's always, he's, he's always quick with a hug. He's always quick with a smile. He's always quick-witted, uh, a really, really staunch supporter of professional wrestling, independent professional wrestling, uh, does a lot of great work in the community as well. And we're going to get into that. And I want to make sure I've got this right. Cause you know how live broadcasting works. If I have this correct, we should be joined by Mr. Jay Z flair and Polly B. Am I correct? That is absolutely correct. My brother, can you hear me loud and clear? I can hear you absolutely loud and clear. So there's Jay Z. Polly, are you with us? I am on as well. Thank you for having us. Awesome, awesome, awesome stuff. How are you guys doing tonight? You doing okay? I'll let Paul answer that first before okay. I start talking. Hey, I'm, I'm doing good. Uh-oh. We are excited. Hey, all right, nobody cares how Paul is. Everybody is oh, here wow. for me to let me talk, <laughs> and I am absolutely great. It is a honor. It is a privilege. It is a lifelong dream to actually be on for live from the Armory with that beautiful Circle Sky, and that mediocre Bob Dill. <laughs> and guys, that's just 30 seconds of what you can expect on the Jay-Z Flair show. Yeah. Okay, we, 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 w- we wouldn't expect anything less. And, and Jay-Z, you should know that after we finish doing this show, when we finally hang this up here in just a couple of weeks, I'm going to begin my memoirs. And that is going to be the title of my first chapter, My Mediocre Life. Bob let me tell you something brother The one thing That I do every year At WrestleCade my man is to make sure That I find you That I get my annual Bob Delph Hug and then I'm satisfied (laughs) My man I tell you Brother let me tell you something My wife me and my wife were talking earlier Today and she was asking me You know what show I was on and I told her And I said this is the premiere premier indie wrestling show out there, my man. You have done such a service to every wrestler that you can get your hands on by coming on your show and getting their names out there, getting their story out there, man. And For me and Paul to be on here is, dude, it's a privilege. It's an honor. I I couldn't be happier in the fact that we're actually able to come on your show. Wow. First and foremost, yeah, first and foremost, it's not not just my show. It's it's Laura's show. It's been a, a labor of love. We've said that since day one, since 2014. Uh, we've we've gotten a lot of messages, and and uh, very I'm very humbled. I'll be honest with you. I I know Laura is too. Very very humbled uh, to have been a part of this and to have been welcomed in. And that's a big key, folks. To have been welcomed in the way that we have into the world of professional wrestling. Uh, it, it's just to me, sometimes it, it's mind boggling 
when we look over the list of people that have afforded us the opportunity to talk to them and help tell their story, whether they've been in the business one year or 30 years, 40 years. Uh, it's just, it's been an honor on our end, an honor and a privilege. And I'm just, I'm happy that uh, people found some entertainment and found some value out of the program. So we're, uh, we're ecstatic about it for sure. For sure. And y'all, y'all should be very happy with everything that y'all done because there are so many indie wrestlers out there that don't get the platform that don't get the chance to get their name out there. And one of my favorite people on earth is Timmy Lou Retton. And the mm-hmm. show y'all did with him, oh, was that two years ago? It's, yep. it's great because there are, there are so many talented wrestlers out there that people don't get to come in contact with because they don't have the proper platform out there to get their name out there that need their name out there. And, and Timmy Lou, if y'all don't know who that is, y'all need to find him. Y'all need to look him up. He is like Willie Mack Extreme. The man can move. Mm-hmm. He can jive. Yeah, he's all about them, all them grilled cheeses. And you know, I, I'm honored to actually know the man personally. Y'all make me so happy with the work that y'all are doing. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I can't, uh, can't stress to you enough. And I, I guess, you know, in a sense, you know, somebody is going to have to pick up that mantle. I mean, there are some podcasts that are out there that are reputable. And uh, all too often what Laura and I have found over the years is, is that, a lot of shows like to goat people into trick questions just to get a 15 second or 20 second viral audio clip or create some kind of nonsense on social media and don't really take it to that, that, that we're talking about this person. We're talking about this person's livelihood. That a lot of times this is what these guys and girls do week in and week out. They have a dream, you know, we're help, you know, help get that word out about that dream. And, uh, you know, all too often there, there's too many clickbait and there's too many clickbait shows. I'm just going to call it like it is. There's too many clickbait shows, you know, and, uh, we're, we're, we're going to try to pass the mantle on to you guys, let you guys mm-hmm. take up the torch and do right. no. and, and, and pick up where we leave off at. That, that means a lot to us. I will say that one of the things that attracted me to working with Jay-Z was one word, and, and I think that's what you're describing. That's genuine. You know, what you get from Jay-Z is a lot of hype, a lot of entertainment, uh, but he also has a heart of gold, and uh, he's going to say how he feels. Uh, but he's also, once it was, you know, we got together and talked about a podcast, it was important for him to be a positive influence uh, in a in a world, especially you think about social media, which can you know drag you down, drain you. Uh, but how sure. can we be you know different than everybody else? And so right. I'm excited, and I appreciate you guys saying that because that is our goal. Awesome, absolutely That's awesome. Our, and that is 100 percent my goal. And and Bob, I don't know how much you know. I know you lost your mother, correct? Like last last year, is that correct? Yes, sir. yes, yes. And. And I struggled last year. My mother was diagnosed with cancer in June or July of last year. And that is the first time in my life that I've actually had to deal with with the potential death of somebody that I love dear at, at a young age. And at that point, I realized that, guess what? Every day, every day is a gift. Every day is a chance to make yourself better. Every day is a chance you can make somebody's life better. And 
you know, my previous show was, man, it was irreverent. Don't get me wrong, it was fun, but, dude, I, I grew out of that. I wanted to do something that I felt like made people's life better, that made them forget what was going on in their life, something that I wasn't criticizing other people. I was able to build people up, and that's what I want to do in my life, man. I, every day when I put my feet on the ground, I want to make sure that every person I come in contact with, life is better. And you know what? Sometimes I come in contact with people, and they think that I'm making their life worse. And I don't want to talk about my shoot job, but they feel that way. But it is the potential that I'm saving their lives from a tragic mistake. So I make sure that every person I come across, I try my damnedest to put a smile on their face. I give them a reason to continue to live. I give them a reason to smile. And that's what my life focus is about, my man. And I, I understand completely. I, I understand completely. And, I, and I'm trying my best to watch my, watch my language, a because I'm trying to clean oh, my language up a little bit. And you, you don't give me the free reign to say what I want to, because I will say some. <laughs> <laughs> I will say some stuff that'll make y'all feel. Oh Lord, here we go. What y'all expect? Yeah, there's no there's no FCC filter no. on podcasting, Jay Z. Paulie knows that, and oh. we're not regulated by the FCC, uh, brother. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna use my I'm gonna use my three F bombs for this. And can I drop an F bomb? You drop one F bomb. Yeah, Lord I, does I, it all the time. K- <laughs> Good. Fuck KFC. Fuck Popeyes. And fuck any other chicken restaurant that ain't Bojangles. How about that? Oh my God! There you go. <laughs> now, I don't, I, see, I don't know if Bojangles can use that as a 15-second presser or not. But, I mean, yeah, really yeah, I think no. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it over to Laura. She's gonna kick it off and and run some <laughs> run some stuff past y'all. But I just wanted to say, you know, what you're talking about, Jay Z, and I and I know we'll get into this probably with Polly as well. Is is that in essence? In, in uplifting people and 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 getting out of oneself is really the essence of what professional wrestling is to begin with. I watch professional wrestling. Laura watched professional wrestling. For her, it has nostalgic memories of family. For me, as a child, it was a form of escape from uh, an unhealthy household. You know, whether it was wrestling or TV or movies, it was that escapism that at any point in time I could watch professional wrestling and I could be transported out of my everyday problems, whether it was for one match or if it was a, you know, an hour long program, whatever it was. And it made me feel good. I mean, I, now granted, I got aggravated at times when my guy or girl wasn't winning, but still it took me away from the ins and outs of everyday life. And it made me feel good. And if it made me feel good, why isn't it not my responsibility to help other people feel good? by introducing them to somebody in professional wrestling. That was the goal. So, But I'm going to turn it over to Laura on that note. So, Laura, fire away. Thank you, Bob. Well, Jay-Z, uh, speaking of making people feel great, I can tell you this. The first time I met you, you said to me, you look so much better without Bob Dill. <laughs> God, see, here it comes already right out of the gate. God. Oh, my God. Hey, Bob, I said that, I said that I said that in pure jest, Bob. You're a beautiful man. You look a little bit like in, 
you look a little bit like Colonel Sanders, and I can let that go. Oh my God! That's okay. Oh, for That's God's okay. sakes! But Jesus, I'm gonna run with but, that but, as far as I can. Please, do. but Bob, I respect you. I thank the world of you. The second I met you, you were absolutely a gentleman to me. So I, I've got to let that go. We we all can't be perfect. We all can't be Paulie and Jay Z. It's okay. That's a, yes, yes. My shortcomings are out there for everybody. Well, I, I hate that for Miss Delph, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, God. Well, you know, speaking of shortcomings, Jay-Z, what is it with and putting pineapple on a pizza? I, tell me. Tell me why. Because let me tell you something. Right. I eat pizza. I I'm not thinking about fruit and vegetables. I am just not. I want meat, cheese, and the only vegetable near my pizza needs to be tomato, and it needs to be in a sauce. Absolutely. I am not trying to eat pizza to be on no no damn diet binge. I want it to be the worst thing I could put in my mouth aside from fried chicken. Yeah, I mean, I just don't know what possessed someone to do it. And why they think that it's, you know, this grand idea, it's disgusting. Have you guys ever tried it? it? That's my question. Have you ever tried it? Yes, I I have. I've had it, and it is absolutely horrendous. Okay. So, yeah. Um, And, you know, know, speaking of, you know, chicken, um, so you've not heard of how you became the chicken champ and your relationship with the Bojangle franchise. Tell us briefly how all that came about. Well, plain and simple, here it is. So if you follow me on Twitter, you know I like to work out. I'm not going to say I'm a fitness buff, but I do work out five days a week. I try to eat as healthy as I can. And on Sundays, me and my wife would have a cheat meal which would consist of Bojangles. It would either be a Cajun filet biscuit or it would be a supreme dinner. Most of the time, a Cajun filet biscuit with cheddar cheese, large fried, and a large sweet tea. So as a belt, oh, perfection, perfection in a paper bag. As a belt collector, I I would take, you know, a random belt every time, I put it up there with the meal that we've got, and I would say something similar to Bojangles is the champion of fried chicken, or you know something to the uh, to the effect. Well, I had a friend follow me follow me on Twitter by the name of Super Kim, and if you're not familiar with her, she is an absolute sweetheart of a woman. She hit up Bojangles and was like, "Y'all need to be following this guy," and. It kind of grew from there, and I made a I made a tweet inside of a tweet talking about if I was a Bojangles champion, I would have a belt with a Cajun Flay spinner in the center, and you know Bojangles side plates. So that was in like January of 2018. Well, come around like March or April of 2018, they kept sending me direct messages like, "Hey, are you uh, are you able to visit our our headquarters on X date?" In April, and I'm like, no, I got to work that weekend. Well, what about this date? I'm like, I got to work that weekend too. Well, we need to get around the time that we can meet up. And I'm like, okay, why are they all, all up my ass about coming down to the <laughs> headquarters? 
So I, uh, I I took the time off work and and went down there and you know they let me tour the facility and everything and at the end they gave me a championship belt and I was like, oh hell and I, I was excited. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, y'all. I was so excited, but all I could think about in my head was work's gonna fire me. They're gonna be like, why are you all over their social media? What are you doing with your life? What is your Twitter? What are you doing that makes a multi-million dollar corporation have any inter- interest in you? And so as soon as we – and this is something I've never shared with anybody. Paulie B would be shocked to hear this. The second that we, me and my bride got in our car, I called my boss and told my boss what just happened. And I was like, hey, look, I'm just going to let you know, you might be starting to see me all over the place. And they loved it. My boss loved it. Bojangles loved it. My bride loved it. My friends loved it. And I have run as far as I can with this thing, and I'm going to keep running as far as I can with this thing. I, I've started to manage uh, some wrestlers. I have been invited to come to places. It's it's really been a door-opening experience for me. It really has, because I've actually held the Bojangles Championship. You and I have taken several pictures together. Uh, saw you at the uh, Tony Schiavone and Conrad uh, live podcast, uh, What Happened When, at Charlotte. Uh, and, yeah. um, got, you know, saw you there and saw you, you know, at the gathering, too. And, you know, um, I listen to the Jay-Z Flair show. John and I will usually listen to uh, the show each Sunday when we get together. And so, you know, I've been listening, and you fancy yourself an old gamer, right? I do, sugar. I do. All right. So I am challenging you right now for the Bojangles title. I'm going to challenge you to a game of Galaga. What? A game of Galaga. Oh, man. Paul, 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 I want you to listen to this right now. This, this. (laughs) And I hate to cut a promo in the middle of one of the best damn podcasts out there. But this is the problem, Paul. Write this down. Anybody thinks, anybody thinks that they could just come along and just throw out willy-nilly a challenge for my, my Bojangles championship, a championship that I have slaved, that I have worked, and that I have earned. And there is nothing... There is no reason that I, Jay-Z Flair, the Bojangles champion, should even think about letting you have a shot at my championship belt over a bull, trash, horse manure of a game like Galaga. Honey, let me tell you, the closest thing, the any way possible closest thing you'll come to a joystick that'll bring you trick pleasure is from Mr. Walsh himself. So stay at home and mess with that joystick <laughs> before the Bojangles well, champion puts you in your place. You know, what you're saying is that you're afraid you'll lose. Oh. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I haven't played Galaga in like 15 years, honey. And the queen of Galaga. <laughs> I'll have John break his system either at the ga- uh, gathering or at WrestleCade. You pick your time to get your ass pulled. 
It's there. And you're probably right at that. I haven't played Galaga in a while. I'll tell you, the last time I played Galaga was when it was on Mortal Kombat 3 when it was a select the cheat or a select code at the bottom of the screen. That is the last time I played Galaga. <laughs> oh, man. It's hard to find Galaga challengers. Well, it's out there. You think about it. So, so, so Polly, you know, since yeah. your other podcast called Saved by the Pod, I want to know, is Zach Morris really trash? <laughs> I don't know. You know, that's a good question. He could be. He could not be. We don't really – it's funny because that show, Saved by the Pod, we have not even really talked about Saved by the Bell on it. It just kind of came up as a nostalgia name, and we're a nostalgia podcast, and uh, right. so we hit on a lot of things. But, yeah, no, I, I don't know. It's a good question. I, I think <laughs> if you look back at some of those episodes, he's trash. Okay. Well, there's a hot take right there from uh, from Laura. <laughs> so like, speaking you know, of hot takes, I, I was able to write some things down, right? I heard JC say, pow. Now, pow, I want you to write this down. He said willy-nilly. He said he earned and worked for that title. He called your game bull trash and horse manure, and he called you honey all in the same sentence. I mean, where else are you going to meet a character like this guy? They insult you and compliment you all in the same breath. It's unbelievable. <laughs> oh, Lord. He's quite unbelievable. But real quick, let me just give you an example of how Zach Morris is trash. So – Screech somehow develops this, you know, ESP thing where you can sense stuff is going to fall. Well, Zach uses that to his advantage. Almost gets Screech, you know, hit on the head with stuff um, to, you know, to try to get Kelly. So that's an example of how Zach Morris is trash. But anyway, moving along to some wrestling, I listened to the Save by the Pod Wrestlecade review show last Sunday. And, you know, Polly, you you say that you are a great Jim Crockett, you know, NWA uh, fan, but I I do have to correct you. There was one thing that you said, but you didn't even realize you said it. Um, The Rock and Roll Express's entrance uh, music is Rock and Roll is King, not the boy from New York City. Oh, all right. Well, that's what we would call oh that show. Oh, my God. We, we, we oh, would call that shit. <laughs> we would call that shit on that show. Nobody cares about the Rock and Roll Express. It is 2020. <laughs> Let me tell you something. NWA stands for two things. Nothing without Aldis and needs wheelchair access. And that is oh, it. My that is it. Oh my god. Okay? Oh. If we're gonna talk if we're gonna talk about the Rock and Roll Express, we're gonna talk about Nick Aldis, the only real world heavyweight champion that we have right, right. now. Okay? He he put Ricky Morton in his spot, which is a Justin nursing home. He put Tim Storm in his spot, which should be a great they are nobody. Yeah, nobody. Okay. All right, but All right. we also have to talk about how you didn't like Nick Aldis at one. That is correct. I didn't like I didn't like Nick Aldis, 
but then my eyes were open. Some of us are blind before we see the light, and I saw the light that is Nick Aldis. I see that this man is going to take the NWA to places we have never been before. And let I'll me tell you, you something. I, I oh, I have two two autographs in my belt room right now that are on display, and there are only two people on this earth that deserve to be correction. Three people that deserve to be on display in my belt room. First and foremost is the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Second, Nick Aldis, the most professional, the most courteous, the most talented professional wrestler of the common era, Nick Aldis, and and the greatest referee to ever live, Super Dave Miller. And you can find him over at Super Dave on Twitter. If you can't find him, I'll point you in the direction. That is it. That is the only three names in my wrestling room that are going to be displayed. Ric Flair, Nick Aldis, and Super Dave, the people that mean more than anything to me on earth. Wow. This guy could promote a, a trash bag if you let him. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you and something. Nick Aldis had him blocked, Paul. by the way. Oh, Nick Aldis is in block. He's got me unblocked. He had me blocked. Now that's I'm unblocked. Right. And he's following me. And if you want to talk about trash bags, that's what the champ used as a condom, okay? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jesus. That usually hits the cutting room floor on our show. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, here. Um, oh, my goodness. You know, like I said before, you're a big fan of Crockett Wrestling. I'm curious, uh, what's your favorite Starcade? And in your opinion, what was the biggest mistake that, that Crockett made leading to the downfall of Jim Crockett Promotions? Uh, yeah, wow. Starcade. It's going to be when Ric Flair beat Harley Race. And I'm a big mark for the big gold, but since I have started watching more and more classic wrestling, I have a fondness for the Dome Globe and what that belt meant to. I mean, wrestling in general, you're talking about a championship that was defended all over the United States, that was defended all over the world, that meant more than any other belt at that time. It was a a true world championship and you're talking about the greatest wrestler to ever live in our time Ric Flair winning that championship at Starcade which was the biggest event in the wrestling world that is going to be it I can't think of any other Starcade to top that and if it's going to be one that comes even close it's going to be Starcade 97 with uh, 97 I mean excuse me I get confused with 97-98 when Sting beat Hogan. But that, in my opinion, flair over race, no doubt about it. What about you, Polly? Yeah, no, great question. So I got to say, you know, it's it's tough because it's between 85 and, uh, and 86. 85, you obviously had Dusty and Ric Flair. But in 86, you got the Night of the Skywalkers, which, you know, yep. that was a big prom- – promo for that match and uh, with the the Road Warriors and the Midnight Express. But also you had rock and roll and a steel cage match against Arn and Ole Anderson, the Minnesota Wrecking Crew. Um, 
So, and then you have Tully and Dusty, first blood match. So just talk right. about those three matches right there. I'd probably have to go with 86. So hmm. you're smart, man. That's my favorite Starcade as well. Oh, good. <laughs> and Big Mama and Jimmy Valiant versus Paul Jones in the hair match. That's yeah. a great one, too. Um, yeah. That is a great one. So um, in your opinion, what's the biggest mistake that Crockett made leading to the downfall of uh, Jim Crockett promotion? Yeah, so I would say to me, and having listened to a lot of other podcasts and, and, and whatnot, as Jay-Z likes to say, I uh, I would say, you know, him going all in on the UWS seemed to be like one of the biggest, riskiest mistakes they made in terms of throwing a lot of their, their money and their revenue into an organization that, you know, they got Sting and they got a few others, but otherwise it seemed to be the spiral of them, you know, leaving the Carolinas, going to Texas. And so I think that was a definite big misstep um, and, you know, eventually probably what led them having to, uh, to sell to Turner. And, and I agree with Paul hundred percent. I think they got too too big for their britches and that's the problem. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I hate to relate this back to Bojangles, but if you stay where your customer base is, where you're most popular, you're going to be fine, but when you start trying to spend more money than you're making and trying to grow when there's nothing there for you to absorb, you're right. going to have problems, 100% going to have problems. And you can't fault, and I, I feel like that Jim Crockett kind of felt like Vince McMahon was on his ass, and he, he needed to grow like Vince did. But Vince had a plan, and, and Jim was just just running because he, he, was, being, uh, he was being chased. And that's not going to get you anywhere. No, it, indeed it is not. Um, I have one last question, and it's for the both of you. And what I would like to hear is both of your stories involving Amber O'Neill. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Paul, did you put her up to this? I had nothing to do with it, Jay-Z, nothing. <laughs> You're going first, Kyle. No, why? no, no. Right, he, he's got to, he's got to go hide in the other room and shut the door real quick. So I'll go ahead and answer first. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, no, I've met her twice now, back to back years at uh, at Russell Cade, and uh, both times that I've met her, she's just uh, always made comments as far as you know, a, a good looking guy kind of thing. It's always kind of made my day meeting her both times because I got the same reaction out of her. So not really having watched her too much, I started watching uh, Wow a little bit more, okay, and uh, followed her on social media, and I was definitely flattered by all that. So, yeah, that's 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 kind of where it ends for me. Jay-Z's story is much better than mine. Mm. Oh, my God. I love it. You're making the champ blush. Blush ain't the word for it. Right now, I'm watching my back to make sure I'm not murdered live on the air. <laughs> so, <laughs> it starts out in Chicago at StarCast 1. Uh, as y'all know, most people know, I'm good friends with Conrad, and I, you know, I told him I'd help him out with the show. I get assigned to uh, handle talent, and the first talent I'm assigned is Buff Bagwell, and the Buff Bagwell story is out there from the StarCast 1, which is a great story nonetheless. But 
Amber is at the table next to us, and, you know, she's not getting many visitors or anything. You know, people aren't coming up to get autographs, and Buff's table is busy and whatnot. And I leaned over to Amber, I said, how come you're not out in front of your table? You're sitting behind your table. That's why nobody wants to come talk to you. I said, come out in front of your table and, and kind of get people to come to you. And she's like, no, nah, I'm, I'm good back here. I said, you know what you need? You need your beer. You need to loosen up a little bit. You need to have a good time because people are attracted to a good time. To a good time. Oh, so boy. Mm-hmm. I go to the – they've got, like, some type of beer service there or whatnot. So I, I take her coffee cup that she has, and I pour the coffee out. I go to the beer table. I buy her two beers. I, I pour them in there, bring her cup back. I said, here, you know, drink this. Loosen up. Have a good time. People want to see you have a good time and whatnot. So she drinks two beers and whatnot. She's cut back. She's relaxing. She's having a good time. And Buff's wrapping up. Buff leaves. And, you know, I stay down there because I'm here to work. I'm here to to make sure the talent is successful. I make sure the talent's taken care of. And, uh, you know, she starts talking to me. She's like, what are you here for? And I tell her. And she's like, well, what are you doing tonight? And I'm like, well, I don't really have a clue what I'm doing. And she's like, well, do you want to go to dinner? I'm like, well, no, not really, because I'm here with my wife. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were married. I didn't mean anything by that. And I'm like, that's fine. I understand. I'm a good-looking son of a bitch. No, uh, no <laughs> so that, that is where him and his trash bag. That is, that is <laughs> be glad, brother. So that's where I left it at. I left it right there. So then, when me and the wife were on the airplane, you know, I'm I, I'm holding this in all weekend. I didn't want to say anything because my my bride is very protective over me. I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to let it go. I wait until the plane is taxiing and is taking off. At this point, I know she is seatbelted in and she can't go anywhere. <laughs> uh, that's when I tell her. And she is trying everything she can to get up out of that seat. She is mad as hell. And I'm like, <laughs> and ever since then, <laughs> it's, it's been a little bit of. Uh, Listen, it is. WrestleCade 20, 2020, WrestleCade, the three of us, me, Amber, and Jay-Z are all getting in a picture together. It's going to be fun. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, you, knew, you knew that the story was going to turn south when he dumped out the coffee and poured the beer in the cup. Because the moral of the story, folks, is it's hard to be drunk all day if you don't start at 8 in the morning. Yep. Ah, Jay Z. You know we touched on this a little bit at the beginning of the show that that you have parlayed wrestling fandom into something much more. You have a voice very similar to the voice that Laura and I have achieved over the years. You mentioned it a little bit, but I'd like for you to expound upon it. Has that realization really set in for you? the responsibility that that carries? As far as what? As far as my positivity? Well, not not as so much as... just your positivity, but, you know, it, there there have been several instances, you know, where 
uh, a line of questioning. We've, we've had a particular guest on the program. A line of questioning has kind of turned in a direction that we didn't necessarily think that it would go. And you either have the choice of having that person expound upon that, maybe leading to something that you don't want to get into or navigating away from it. Oh, dude, every day of my life, every day of my life. And, Bob, I'll tell you like this, man. If somebody throws something at me and I can't make a positive thing out of it, I'm going to steer away from it the best way I can. And, you know, I've had many opportunities in my life where I felt like this was going to be something that grew, that it was going to be something beneficial to beneficial to me for the rest of my life, and then it just turns into something that is complete trash and horrible. You know, my thing with living is if it doesn't benefit me, and the people that surround me, that are close to me, that take care of me, that treasure me, then I'm not going to be any part of it. And thankfully, I've got somebody like Paul who's trying to help benefit me, that's trying to help me get along in life, that's trying to build the brand that I built for myself, and I couldn't be more thankful for it. And I hope that answers your question, because if it doesn't, you can reword it, and I'll answer it the best I can. No, it, no, and I, I I totally get it, and that that makes sense to me. I've always said that, you know, at, at some point in time, especially when we reach a certain age, we have a choice about who we surround ourselves with, and what we surround ourselves with. And I think all too often that people lose track of that in their everyday life. But uh, and you've obviously surrounded yourself with this guy, Paulie B. Paulie, you've working with this guy on the Jay Z Flair show. How did that all come about? And what do you want to accomplish with it? What do you want to see happen with the Jay-Z Flair show? Sure. No, great question. So, you know, Jay-Z and I met well over a year ago. We've talked about it past, you know, in the past. But I started to realize quickly that we had a, a lot in common, even from our upbringing to who we were as people. Um, and uh, But he just – I could tell he was a larger-than-life character that cared for people and uh, had his own, you know, way of communicating it, whether it's social media, but he's got his own style and he, he cuts the promos and he likes to have fun. And I saw what he was doing with Bojangles and, and I spent some time with him at his house. And I did, he mentioned his past podcast and I, and he won't say this, but I will, I heard it and I thought, Hey, uh, he could be, we could be doing something, something good together. Uh, there's, there's more value in what he has to offer and I felt like if there's an opportunity at some point where he's kind of a free agent, if you will, I'm going to reach out and say, hey, we're buddies, we're friends, we you know, constantly keep up with one another on, on group chats and whatnot and want to mm-hmm. hang out with one another. Um, I, I'm comfortable now uh, in this role. I, I do it for Save by the Pod, and so I'll just throw something out and see if he's interested, but I think we could mesh well together. Um, and so when I sent him the proposal and said, look, this will be called the Jay-Z Flair Show, not Paulie B and Jay-Z, but it's it's your show, your brand, and I want to help you try to accomplish what you want to accomplish and have fun doing it. Um, and it's just been – we work very well together. We communicate daily. And so uh, I'm proud to uh, to work with him, and uh, I think we're having a lot of fun. And hopefully we can continue to reach uh, some of our goals. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's something that I knew when we kind of got together and hung out that, hey, we could have – we could translate this uh, to podcasts, and I think it could be a success. You know, growing Paul's up – Paul's 100% yeah. right. Uh, Go ahead, Jay-Z. Paul's 100% right. You know, I look forward to doing the show with Paul. Me and Paul have a good time. But Paul is what I need. 
if you don't give me a rudder, I will run this ship into the ground in a thousand mile per hour. I'm, I mean, in all honesty, I've got to have somebody steer, steer the course for me. And I've had I had a lot of people reach out to me and want to do a podcast with me after I, I you know, the other show ended the way that it did. And I didn't know who to go with. I didn't have a clue. And then the next thing I get is like a damn seven-page email from Paul with a business plan. And I'm like, I don't know who thinks I am, what I think I am, but I couldn't argue with this plan at all. So I, I jumped right. on it. We on it. We, we reached the first goal within the, I want to say the first or second episode. It might have been the first episode. He, he reached a goal that I had set in my mind. And then by the third episode, we had reached a second goal that I had in my mind. And, you know, we're well on our way to hitting that third goal. And it's it's been great. It's been good. And at, right now at this point, yes, I want to grow, but I get so much positive feedback from people that I could, honestly, I could care less at this point about the goals. I care more about the fact that people are happy with what we're doing and it takes them out of their lives. You know, I had people reach out to me and say, hey, you know, I had this XYZ family member die. I had this going on in my life. I had this tragedy and tragedy. the hour I spent with you and Paul is, is taking me out of that and made me smile for a little bit. Dude, shit like that makes my day, you know, and I'm not always as happy as I yeah, I, I go through struggles in my life too, so when I do these shows and then people reach out to me and say, hey, thanks for making me happy for an hour, that makes me happy, and that's what all this is about. I can give a shit less if I'm the most popular podcast owner, if I can give a shit less if I'm the Bojangles champion. I made somebody happy. I made somebody's day. What better is that? No, we agree with you 100%. I agree with you 100%. It's, uh, you know, it's a privilege, you know, to be able to do that. You know, it's an honor, you know, it's a, there's a responsibility that's involved with that. And, uh, that kind of goes back into what we were talking about earlier. I know Jay-Z that you're interactive in the community through your job, which we are not revealing what your shoot job here is. That's for you to do or not do. And the volunteer work that comes with it. How important is it to you to do that volunteer work and why? So the volunteer work that I do means my, Bob, I'll tell you what means more to me than the volunteer work I do at my job. And that's the volunteer work I do for my church. Um, Every Sunday, I work security for my church. And for people to come up to me and tell me that they're able to sit back and worship in peace because I'm there, that means more than anything to me, anything that I've ever done in my entire career. That means the world to me because when you know that you bring just a, a minor sense of security to Anybody, that means the world to me. And I'll tell you like this. I took an oath to make sure that everybody that I'm around is protected and that they are safe and that they are served. And I would lay my life down for the lowliest person because that is what I believe I was sent to this planet to do. And that is a a theory that 
for a lifestyle that people on this planet don't get. They think that, hey, because I'm X, Y, Z, I'm better than any other person below me. No, you're not. I'm not better than anybody else on this planet. I'm not better than anybody. And nobody is better than me. If you think you're better than me, you need to wake up and smell the roses because you're only one step away from being in a gutter. And that's true Mm. with everybody. You know, I'll tell you like this. I ran into an incident one time where a gentleman was driving down the road, doing the speed limit, and hit a child. A complete accident. And in that moment, that, that poor man was the lowest of low. And it wasn't his fault, but you couldn't tell him anything different in the world. And that's all it takes. That is all mm. it takes. And then one day you wake up and you realize that I'm no better than anybody else. And it don't matter what you tell yourself. You're not. You're not better than anybody. That homeless person on the side of the road, you're not better than them. And when you realize that, it makes a world of difference for you. A world of difference. And I know that. I'm And I know I get on here and I brag and I get on Twitter and I talk about how great my life is. But, hey, man, a fire could come in this house and destroy everything I own. And guess what? Now I'm out on the street with nowhere to go. And that means I ain't better than anybody else. And that's the way I live my life. And if you're not willing to lay your life down for the lowest of person, then you need to wake up and realize that you are prideful and nothing. Nothing. He who shall be last shall be first. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. This is for this is for both of you. We'll, and we'll we'll go with you first, Polly. How satisfied or dissatisfied are you with the televised wrestling product currently across the board? Uh across the board. So I would say I'm somewhat satisfied. I, I don't I don't watch wrestling through necessarily a critical eye. I'll put it that way. To me, if I sit down and I can be entertained, and, and half the time, honestly, it's sometimes, unfortunately, it's fast-forwarding through the wrestling uh, to get to some of the angles, especially because there's just so much three-hour shows and, and whatnot. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just want to be entertained. Um, can I be, could I easily be critical of what's going on? Sure. But we're actually at a, a growth spurt for wrestling right now. We have the NWA at our fingertips. We have the AEW, you know, other things, Impact, WWE. So as a wrestling fan right now, I'm really excited about all the content and what's, what's out there. But I think some of the companies, especially the ones that have the bigger budgets, could be doing so much more um, if they were, you know, focusing on the product versus catering to, to you know, the ad, you know, advertisers and story writers and whatnot. Um, so I could, you know, I, I still try to keep up with it. Obviously there's a lot to watch every week and now I have two podcasts going. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm also not like a, a hyper critic, if you will. Very good. Very good. Jay-Z, how about you? So personally, I'm not watching anything other than NWA right now. I watch a little bit of AEW mainly because my wife has got to see freaking Tony Schiavone every week. Um, but, <laughs> and if he don't stop texting her, I'm gonna murder that son of a bitch. But oh I, no! He, <laughs> nah, I, I think the world is Tony. I love Tony. Tony will text me and ask me how she's doing. I'm like, just text her and leave me the hell alone. Just, just <laughs> keep me out of it. But uh, you know that—that's pretty much what.
what I'm watching right now, and I agree with Paul 100% on on, on the way wrestling is right now. I feel like I feel like wrestling has got to the point now, and thanks to the NWA is avo- avoiding this, where they they want that high spot, they want that that footage that they can have on YouTube or that they can show on in about two minutes on Twitter. They don't care about the totality of their product. They care about the high spots, and that's the bad thing. You know, Luke Hawks and his son are seem like they're catching a lot of flack for uh, their match they did in that mall where his son jumped off the uh, second floor. But I guarantee you that was a high spot in that match. And I'm not sure how that match played out because I got tired of seeing that, that spot all the time. But, Bob, you were at WrestleCade. You saw the match they had. It was a beautiful match. They did yeah. a great job. I think they were in there with uh, – uh, Timmy Lou and White Mike, the Gymnasty Boys, and Rick Swan and Willie Matt, correct? Yes, right. that is correct. That's right. And that was a beautifully laid match. And how many six, uh, not six man, but what is it, three tag team matches have you ever seen that were that beautiful? You yeah, the match. No, the match absolutely flowed well, you know, and that's one of the things that, you know, the, you know, the hope is, is that when people can get past the, 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 ooh and the ah moment, you know, the high spot, they can take time and invest to look and see some other things that have happened or will happen, you know, at Wildcat sports or at any promotion or any other wrestler, you know, there's a high, high risk, high reward. That's right. And, and they did have some high spots in that match, but the whole match wasn't high spots. Correct. The high spots were actually high spots, and that's what I loved about that match. And I guarantee you, and, and like I said, I haven't seen a second of that match other than what's been run through Twitter, and, and some people loved it, some people hate it. But that's the problem right now, wrestling. Is everybody is so overly critical looking at four seconds of a match instead of the whole match. Mm, yeah, yeah. We've had endless discussions on this show about how fans, there's been a transition, a shift, you know, basically, uh, thanks to social media, how fans have become so hypercritical of professional wrestling uh, that they can't, they can, cannot, or will not allow themselves to enjoy the moment. Mm -hmm. You know, all too often, you know, where it shows, I know, Paulie, you see it. Jay-Z, I know you see it. And we saw it at WrestleCade. Laura and I Mm -hmm. even talked about it at WrestleCade. Uh, people with their heads bent down at a 45-degree angle on their phone from the start bell to when the lights went up, when the show was over. And it's like, how can you even give a uh, give any analysis or give any, any, any input because you didn't see a thing? You were on your phone the entire time, you know, waiting to catch that, that one viral moment or one, that one special moment and everybody's going ooh and ah, but you really missed – the entire plate, you know, that's the, that's the hard part. And more people are more worried about themselves over than they are actually in the product. I would agree with you. I would agree with you. So we've arrived at a point in the show where I'm going to turn this over to Polly because I'm sure that he has this memorized and down pat. Polly, uh, any type of merchandising websites, and show plugs and social media for yourself, Saved by the Pod and the Jay-Z Flair Show. The floor is yours, sir. 
Oh, thank you so much. We really do appreciate this. So, yeah, for the Jay-Z Flair Show, uh, you can check out our website, the thejayzflairshow.com. Uh, there are links to where you can actually listen to the show from the website. Uh, but that's more importantly, that's where our merch store link is at. And you can find a lot of designs by our buddy Doug Halliday. Uh, he's put a lot of designs out there. Jay-Z's own personal collection of shows of uh, T-shirts has made its way over to the merch, uh, merch store. And we have a 20% off discount right now. Promo code fried chicken, all one word. Uh, and uh, that's for the next two weeks, about a week and a half left. So, yeah, you like that, fried chicken. Real mm-hmm. original. So, yeah, so you can check out the store. You can follow us on social, on our Twitter and Instagram pages, at the jayzflairshow.com. Uh, jayzflairshow, should I say, made it nice and easy for both social media sites. Um, and But really right now we're just hoping to continue to uh, to sell some merch. Uh, in terms of Saved by the Pod, we're at SavedBTPod on Twitter and at Saved by the Pod on Instagram. And for uh, that show, we also have a website, SavedByThePod.com, and a merch store there. And we're adding uh, new, some new designs here in the next uh, few days. So really excited about both shows. Uh, again, like I said, the first show, Saved by the Pod, is what kind of helped me build my confidence level. We have a lot of fun over there. Uh, that's where I had Jay-Z on to talk WrestleCade. Uh, but I have Efren and Timmy C. Give them a shout-out. We have uh, a lot of fun going back in time and covering some of that nostalgia stuff. Not only did we hit on the wrestling, but we talked TV, movies, and music. What else was going on during a Starcade 86? Um, to kind of make everybody have that warm fuzzy of that time period. And then uh, so that drops on Tuesdays and Mondays is the Jay-Z Flair show. And we go five rounds with the champ and promo of the week, and we just have an absolute blast. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. Gentlemen, thank you so much for your time this evening. Uh, it's been, Wait been a, minute, a blast. Bob, how are, Bob, how are you going to end with Pauly B when you have me? Oh my God! Here we go. Your show. Yeah. My apologies. Here we go. Hell, uh, yeah. Apologize now. Apologize when this show ends. I expect a letter in the mail because, hey, (laughs) you know what? This might be the end of Live from the Armory, but it's not the end of JC Flair. It's not the end of the Bojangles Champion because. There is no end. I am the alpha and the omega when it comes to fried chicken, brother. And you best <laughs> give me a chance to speak. So now, Bob, may I be able to speak? Oh, my. Thank yes, sir. The floor you is your... Bob. Let me talk. Bob, stop interrupting me. I'm going to yes, tell y'all just like this. Ah, Jay-Z Flair is an absolute privilege to be on your show, Bob, and Miss Circle Sky. Thank y'all so much for having me on, my man. You are, Bob, you have no idea how much this means to me. No oh, you, no. No, you, you, yeah, you hey, guys are you guys more, more than welcome. How quickly he wanted to end the show, but when it came to Amber O'Neill, he couldn't find his tongue. Did you guys notice that? <laughs> <laughs> I did. I'll take that. That is duly noted. That is duly noted. Uh Gentlemen, again, thank you so much for your time this evening, and uh, we yes, wish you, you nothing but the best with Saved by the Pod and the Jay-Z Flair Show. And uh, just because we're uh, retiring doesn't mean that we won't be around. Uh, hopefully, God willing, and the creek doesn't rise any higher than what it has, uh, we'll see you in November at WrestleCade 2020. And I might oh, see you in 
Yeah, we hope so, though. I think we're part of y'all, too. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're, we'll be there. We'll be there. Awesome. 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 Y'all take care. All right. Y'all have a good night. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. There go uh, Jay-Z Flair and Pauly B, and we'll be back after this brief message. I hit the wrong damn button. See what I do? I, yeah, wrong button. Let's try this button, dummy. Ah, hey everybody, Monkhouse Bob. And the lovely Laura. Folks, we've been telling you for the last five years. All the different ways that you can listen to live from the Armory Wrestling Show. You can hear us on www.fnx.network. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, blah, 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 blah. The most important thing is, do you listen? Every Wednesday night, 7 o'clock Eastern Time, live from the Armory Wrestling Show. Don't miss it. Great to... uh have Jay-Z Flair and Polly B on the show. I did listen to a couple of episodes. The next one I've got on deck is the one with Ziggy Dice on it. I think he's a... Uh, That's a great the, one. Is it? I, it I, I've got to check it yeah. out. I'll probably get to it this weekend. Uh, make sure that you're checking out the Jay-Z Flair show. Make sure you go to jayzflairshow.com. Uh, great to have Polly and Jay-Z on the show. Um, he's always been a guy that... Uh, his affiliation with Top Rope Belts uh, and knowing him through Twitter is how I first met him uh, a few years ago and uh, was always just, you know, great personality over the top. Want to say hello, quick shout out to his uh, to his lovely wife, Chelsea, who has always been uh, 100% just an absolute peach, uh, just a very nice yeah. lady. Uh, looking forward to to meeting them. Great, great stuff. And I'm hoping... Uh, the hope is uh, that they continue, uh, you know, doing doing this, you know, uh, providing some positivity, having some fun, introducing the world to uh, different aspects of independent professional wrestling and and introducing people to uh, to everyday heroes that walk amongst us. So what do you think? Um, I absolutely Love Casey. Uh, I have seen him. You know, uh, I saw him at the gathering uh, in in Charlotte, and that's where I got the the photo of uh, me and him. And I'm holding the the Bojangles belt. And he is such a people person. He you can tell he absolutely loves what he does, and that's so great to see someone so happy in their life that they absolutely are arriving on cloud nine. You know, he's got a wonderful and beautiful wife. Um, he's, you know, does great things, you know, in his church, in the community. Uh, he he didn't t- say this on the show, but um, he talks about it on the Jay-Z Flair show. He had asked Bojangles for some money to feed some kids and some families at Thanksgiving, and they went above and beyond and donated mm-hmm. a lot of things to him. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's doing great things and, you know, I'm, I really like getting uh, to talk to Polly cause I, you know, have never met him. I don't know how mm-hmm. uh, I've met him the last couple of WrestleCades, but we're all going to have to get a picture together at this upcoming WrestleCade. Um, 
but uh, he uh, it's so funny that you got that he has a podcast called Saved by the Pod and he's never talked about about Saved by the Bell. (laughs) About Saved by the Bell. (laughs) Uh, Maybe he'll do a uh, whole episode to it. That'd be cool. Hopefully, um, but um, you know, I I didn't expect Jay Z to jump in on the Rock and Roll Express because you know. No wheelchair access. Come on. Oh my gosh. And, and I did have to bring that up about about uh, you know he did not like Nick Aldis at one time. Well, he was blocked uh, by Nick. He, I knew he was giving Nick Aldis yeah. crap and he got blocked. He so, sure did. <laughs> Nick um, Aldis was like, I'm not um, putting up with this. Well, I'm not putting up with this shit. I don't have to. That's right. So yeah. Uh, but um, good stuff. Uh, their their podcast is so interesting because. You know, they had Con- Conrad on one uh, time, and uh, they're also, I think this week they're talking about the gold belt, the big gold belt, and John was telling belt. me some things on that that I didn't know about. Okay. It's, it's, listen to that, you know, you guys got to listen to that because it's got some inside stuff that um, no one knew. Um, like, for example, I'll just get throw this out. Um, the reason that they commissioned the big gold belt is because the 10 pounds of gold the domed belt was so beat up because you have to think it had been in circulation for quite some time by 1985 86 um carry von eric carved his initials in the damn thing um so they wanted you know a, a newer better looking belt I could have sworn that at some point, how did this go? Let me think about this. I might have to message somebody so that I don't get this wrong, and maybe we'll talk about it next week. Something about when Harley Race was at WrestleCade, would this be 2018, and he had he had the NWA World's Championship with him. He had... The how how did that go? Nick Aldis had 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 the NWA title right, the ten pounds of gold, but Harley Race was carrying around the NWA title in a uh, Halliburton case, and something about there was another there was a, a, an additional belt that was made that he kept right. because. Because of some type of tra- you know because of travel issues, I'm I'm gonna have to find out. I don't want to I don't want to get it wrong, but I thought it was interesting. Right. That's the picture that I got with Harley Race. But you were mentioning you know Kerry Von Eric carved his initials in it, and if I remember right, the raised dome on the original had a dent, had yeah. a divot in it in like it, the top it, left it, hand it, corner. Mhm, it did, and that's another reason they wanted to you know, replace it because it was starting to look, you know, beat up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have to think, um, in, you know, Triple H has that belt, right? Because Flair gave it to him. I'm I'm almost positive. I'm almost positive <laughs> that. Someone had sent me a, a photo from like a WrestleMania access or something that they had all this stuff on display and that belt was on display. Because I asked mm-hmm. Rick Flair, he... Well, I asked Rick Flair the first time I met him what happened to the big gold belt, and I think he thought I said what happened to the domed belt because he said mm-hmm. 
he gave that. Rick Flair told me he gave it to Triple H. And I was like, what? And that's why I was so confused when I actually held the big gold belt in Charlotte. I was like, what? What the hell? Um, I'll have, we'll have, have to go back and look at that, too, because there was another thing. You remember when Bruce Tharp, went, who was then the NWA president, went and visited Triple H, and then soon after the lost battle of so Atlanta I, footage was suddenly good. found, uh, he had yeah. a belt that was supposed to have been – I think it was Triple H had it and had him – had Bruce Tharp take a picture with him and that belt because it was the original belt. It, yeah, Rick Flair gave that. Rick Flair told me this came out of Rick Flair's mouth uh, mm-hmm. when I met him in Smoke in two thousand eight, uh, two thousand nine, yeah. somewhere around there. Um, that he gave it to Triple H. Now I was asking about the big gold belt, but right, like I right. said, I think he might have thought I said the domed belt, but no, he told wanna, me that. I'm going to message Tracy Myers and find out if he knows or remembers the story. Of what the yeah. belt was that Harley Race was carrying with him during Fan Fest I I, in 2019. I think I heard Harley tell someone that was his belt. Now, what exactly that means, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he had it made and he kept it or if he kept one. Right. Something I thought that there was a replica well, title or a secondary title that was carried around in case of emergencies. And he, he had possession of that belt. It, it, Maybe so. And the first one they gave Harley was red. The strap was red. Yes, yes, absolutely. And that's the picture that I have with him is the one with the the, the front of the belt is red. So well, I'll find then, out. Yeah. Uh, at any at any rate, uh, great show tonight with Jay Z and Polly. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being on. And uh, we've only got three episodes left, folks. And coming up next week, and Laura and I are going to try to navigate this as best as possible. Uh, and there will be posts coming out on social media. One of the things that we wanted to talk about was the history or the legacy of professional wrestling in Texas. Aside from the Crockett promotion in the Carolinas, the, most in, the next most in, influential wrestling promotions were based in Texas. Uh, from World Class to uh, Global Wrestling Federation uh, to the Houston Territory, with Houston Wrestling with Paul Bosch. Uh, so much nostalgia, so much stuff. Coming up next week, we're going to have a special episode entitled The Legacy of Texas Professional Wrestling, scheduled to appear on the show next week. We have Mr. James Beard, who is the former Executive Vice President of Talent Relations for the NWA, Mr. Rod Price, Mr. John Tatum, Mr. Black Bart, and Mr. Del Wilkes. And, if we can con him into it, our good friend, the flamboyant Freddie Fargo, will also be on the show. So we'll talk a little bit about those different promotions and what they mean, what they meant then and what they mean today, how they influenced professional wrestling as we see it today. So we're, we're going to have a big show next week. Guarantee it. Promise you. Uh, is there anything else that you'd like to add before we call it a night? Um, I would. Um, did it, did it, did it, did it a lot? Uh, this is a rumor uh, passed along from uh, George Cole. Did it? Did it, yeah. did it did, um, it's rumored that the Bella Twins and Jushin Thunder Liger will be joining the NWO and Batista in the WWE Hall of Fame Class of 2020. Um, I 
and will make Chris Riddle mad and saying that the Bellas do not deserve to go into the Hall of Fame. You want to talk you. about leaving on controversy. Oh, this ought to get Oh, but this I is going to get good. I don't like the bell- Bellas. I never have. You need and to I- post that shit on social media and tag his ass in it, and I can't wait to sit back and just be entertained for the next week. I, I don't think they need to be in the Hall of Fame right now, maybe a little long <laughs> down the road, but not now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I, now, I, I, I dare you. I double dog dare you. I, I love you, Chris Riddle, but I just I can't. No. Oh. What about you? What, what do you think about it? Um. Wow. You know, I, here's the honest. Here's the honest part. I have never really sat down and thought about the Bella Twins and the WWE Hall of Fame. Um. I, I think volume. I'll have to think about it for a little bit. I mean, part of me says yes, and part of me says no. What that, uh, what that is, ladies and gentlemen, is Bob going to grow backbone between I'm now and what? next year? Grow a backbone. <laughs> now, I just want to sit back and be entertained by social media for the next week, so I can, I, I can, I can, <laughs> I can be distracted because. <laughs> You tag him in something like that, and it's on like Donkey Kong. But he knows how I feel about the Bellas. I've already told him that I don't. I think they're worth it. Um, that, 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 have, that doesn't matter. I can just see it. I can just see it. <laughs> but you know, oh, anyway. A part of me I says think, yes, and part of me says no. We'll put it like that. So, but anyway, part of me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, which you know, when uh, Bob will be uh, able to put his backbone in place because there'll be a yellow streak running down his back showing him where to put his backbone. And that is the title of the second chapter of my memoirs, How Bunkhouse Bob Developed a Yellow Spine. Folks, we uh, thank you for listening to this episode of Live from the Armory Wrestling Show. We're here every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock Eastern Time on all major podcast platforms known to mankind. Check us out on fnx.network. Enjoy your Valentine's Day. Be good to one another. And remember, there's never a bad seat here at the Armory. We'll talk soon. Thanks for listening. have been listening to live from the armory wrestling show the premier podcast of indie wrestling listen to us on blogtalkradio.com every wednesday night at 7 p.m eastern time subscribe to us on itunes follow us on twitter at from the armory we're also streamed worldwide on www.fnx.network and we're also available on stitcher 
You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash live.armory.9. If you like what you hear, please take a few moments to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Thank you for listening. See you next week.